Hello, everyone, and welcome to Freckled Foodie and Friends, a podcast focused on making healthy living approachable, hosted by yours truly, Cameron Rogers. Today, we are joined with Lily Coonan, who is the co-founder of Clean Market, the voice behind Clean Food, Dirty City, and the author of is it clean? Good, clean, good, food. clean food. I knew I was going to mess that up. So much clean. Um, so Lily and I, I don't know if you actually remember this. We met once before um, at a revitalized dinner. Like Yes, yeah. I do remember. That was the first dinner of the weekend, right? I think so. Oh, no, it wasn't at Revital. I've never been to actual revitalize. It was at... Um, it was somewhere in Brooklyn. Oh, at this, yes. like really nice. I just remember they had really good sweet potatoes. A dish. And they had that. And there was like a table of bloggers. And like yes. a group of us were together. And I remember we were talking. And I had asked. I was asking you about your blog. And you had said, I'm actually starting this new idea. This place. And it's going to be in Midtown. And I was like, oh my God, I work in Midtown. It'll be near my office. Like no longer is it. But um that was my first real introduction to you. So I'm so excited to have you on. Thank you for having me. Of course, and talk about everything. So I did just give you a little heads up, but first questions first. How would you define success? I really yes. put you guys like. Yes, a- you gave me a heads up only like 30 <laughs> seconds ago. So I haven't had that much time. It's to so mean. Think I'm sorry. Um, no, I think it's something I think about a lot because like I'm building a company from the ground Definitely. up now. And, you know, you can't. I try to look at it as what does success mean? What does it mean to you? And Mm -hmm. it's so different for everyone and it's so personal to people because it's like you, there's so many different lifestyles you can kind of Mm -hmm. like choose to live and we've chosen to live a New York City fast paced lifestyle (laughs) for better or worse at times. Um, And it sounds kind of cliche, but I do think success means feeling fulfilled and happy Mm -hmm. in your daily life. And so, you know, because I've been thinking about it in the context of my business, which is like 10 months old. Yeah, it's a baby. It's a baby. And so how do I define my personal success against that? That's a Mm -hmm. lot of pressure when you're building a business and where the business is going to be in two two years or five years or 10 years. And I try not to link my success directly to business goals exactly I was gonna say it must be very difficult to separate the two because it I found that my measure of success has been very different now than it was when I was in the corporate world but that was still a personal thing owning a business is difficult because it's so easy to mark up against okay what are my sales this year or Mm -hmm. like what's my growth and you're provided these actual numbers for the success of the business but that doesn't necessarily relay to the success like personally uh, exactly so there's definitely business success and exactly. those are quantified by real specific numbers yeah um whether it's sales goals or you know employees that are staying with us mm-hmm. like there's real qualitative and quantitative numbers that we look at and can define business success yeah but then like you said it you know it can have obviously an impact on how you feel your totally. mood how, you know all of that but There's other things that are really important, Mm -hmm. and that's, like, feeling happy in your daily life, like, taking care of yourself. Huge. Um, Like, am I taking the time 
mm-hmm. at least an hour a day to get that like rest and relax and meditate and that's so important yeah. and I believe that all of that stuff all the personal success has such an I impact agree. on the business success too I totally agree and I personally really notice when I'm not putting in that hour or so or whatever it is each day of me time like you have to take care of yourself before you can take care of others and that other also can mean a business exactly yeah so what do you do as your like kind of me time what are some things that you rely on I am trained in Vedic meditation oh cool so I really try to do 20 minutes twice a day Mm -hmm. um usually recently that's been like 20 minutes once a day yeah I'm I'm on the same boat I got rid of my afternoon not purposely it just kind of was the first thing that I was like oh I don't have time and it's the first thing to go when really it probably should be the last thing but I'm yeah I find it ends up creating more space so it oddly feels like you have more time I know um but in the moment it can totally fall to the wayside it's like oh I don't have time to do this um so is that mantra based it's mantra based so everyone receives a mantra from their teacher got it um and I was trained with Jack from the broad place she's based in Australia but she does some trainings in LA and New York and she's wonderful I cannot recommend her enough very cool I'll put that information in the show notes for people because I went to Ziva meditation with Emily Fletcher and a lot of people ask about that and it's definitely expensive but I'm always looking Mm -hmm. for other options to provide people with Actually, it's funny because I did my training oh, really? at Ziva. Like, oh. Jack rented the space, so it was That's so probably in the same room. <laughs> I love that. That's yeah. very funny. So you do that every day, and then is exercise also a big part of this for you? Yes, yes. So we, you know, again, integrating it into the business, like mm-hmm. business and personal, there is such an overlap, and because we are working at the office downtown at the store and I'm with my team all the time we try to integrate team workouts into the week so it really carves out time for it so we usually end up doing soul cycle once or twice a week which is directly next to our store I saw that when I went there I was like well this is convenient for everyone (laughs) yeah it's great to pop over there for a quick 45 minutes and then Really, I'm mostly like low intensity workouts like Mm -hmm. Pilates and yoga. And again, just getting into that like rest and relax state a lot of the time. Um, And I love the class too. I love the class by TT. Love it. It is so hard, but it's so amazing. It is so hard, but you feel amazing after. Amazing. It's like the best therapy in the world. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your journey i know currently and i definitely want to focus on clean market and how you came to found that between like the idea and then actually putting in motion but how did you enter this space of kind of wellness and food originally a long yeah, time ago it was it wasn't super intentional so yeah. i have a long history with chronic migraines and vertigo mm-hmm. and was sick for a really long wow. time i want um, to talk to you about migraines because i'm struggling with some oh now no. Yeah, it's okay. It's a yeah, it can be a total process. So like it was four years for me of like going to every single type of doctor from neurologists mm-hmm. um to more alternative doctors and practitioners like acupuncturists and cranial yeah. sacral therapies. Mm-hmm. And this was kind of before all of those words were even in the conversation. It was like ten or twelve years ago. Yeah. So definitely before. Yeah, definitely yeah. before. And you know, nothing was really working, and I was really frustrated. Um, 
this was kind of four years into the process and I was getting vertigo almost every single day and I was in college at this point so it was really starting to interfere with mm-hmm. like just being normal sure. and social yeah. um, and so my grandfather had just been diagnosed with celiac disease and I went online and researched what it was and I saw like the long laundry list of symptoms yeah. was migraines and vertigo and I don't I, I can't remember exactly, but I don't think that had ever been brought up in a conversation mm-hmm. with a doctor. And Especially back then, I feel like people were less focused on what you were actually eating and its effect on everything. Right. Or the effect would be linked directly to the exactly. digestion, yeah. which I didn't really have any issues with. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just decided to give up gluten. And I was like, why not? Yeah. I've tried everything. Exactly. And I felt so much better literally wow. the next day and over the course of the next couple of weeks. That's amazing. Yeah. So, you know, that's kind of the long story short mm-hmm. of how I got into being interested in wellness and like what we're putting in our body yeah. and how it affects or the, fa- the effect it has on us and how we feel. Definitely. And I think handling it like experiencing it firsthand really makes you acknowledge of like okay sure we know that you should eat a cleaner diet and like more fruits and vegetables but when you're struggling with something a serious symptom like that and it's so obviously a part of your life and then you cut out one food and you notice how much of a difference it can make it's like what the hell are we all missing exactly how have we missed this entire thing Right. And then it's so personal. Like, it's not like I went on a crusade to be like, everyone must be gluten-free. Yeah, it's so personal. But it's like, it's great to experiment with food groups if you're Mm -hmm. having symptoms in your body. And like, why not? Because when your symptoms are that bad, I know personally I'm willing to try anything. Exactly. Like, I will not write off any type of practice until I've tried it. Exactly. You never know. It's so true. And people ask me all the time if I miss gluten. And the answer, you know, of course, sometimes, like, yeah, yeah I miss a bagel and, like, mm-hmm. the crusty bread. Like, why are there not but... good gluten-free bagels? I talk about this a lot. That's because I'm gluten-free as well. And, the like, bagels are one thing I miss and table bread. I know that's weird. But yeah, like, no, when you go I to agree. A like, focaccia yes. and, like, oh. the crusty bread. Yeah, that's so, what I miss. Boz, ba- have you had a Boz bagel? Gluten-free no. bagel? I would say that that's like the best gluten-free bagel. Where do you get those? At Boz, B-A-Z, oh, okay. I know in Soho. Is. It's I like a go. bagel shop. Um, and then Justa, have you heard of Justa and Jelena? Yeah, oh, yes, yes, yes. LA, so they just came out with like a crusty sourdough bread. Oh, really? Next time I go, I'll bring one back Seriously? to you. Because it's like literally game-changing. They also sell it at Erewhon there. And I have a whole loaf in my I was going to say, do you just bring freezer. back a ton yes. and freeze them? I've yeah. also heard that Sedell's has good gluten-free bagels, but I've never tried. So I've had it. At a couple, yeah, I agree. They're good. good. Okay. Yeah, they're good. I got I to gotta check out that. So you cut out gluten, and then were you cooking when you were in college, or was that something that started when you graduated? Yeah, so it started when I graduated. Everyone, I went to Connecticut College, mm-hmm. which is like tiny school in Connecticut, and everyone lives in dorms all four years. So yeah. we didn't do any cooking. Um, but after college, I moved to Boston for a year. Mm-hmm. and then to New York and it was really when I was in New York in like okay. a tiny kitchen in the West Village yeah. <laughs> I yep. started cooking and experimenting and I had grown up with chefs in my family not my immediate mm-hmm. family but I was always really comfortable around food and cooking so that's yeah. really how it was born and I started taking photos 
um, and posting them on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And it was a photo. It was totally a photo diary. It was like I made overnight oats and, you know, it was for myself to refer back to as to like the combinations I was putting together with like little notes in the captions. That's so interesting. And how long ago was this? Gosh, that was probably 2014 or 15. Okay, so like right when food Instagrams were like, well, before they were a thing, but when some accounts were starting. So in the very early stages, right? Exactly. So I think it was probably popular in Australia because I remember all the accounts I followed were We're in Australia. Australia. But it wasn't like you were starting an Instagram then to start a food Instagram. Mm -hmm. Like there's no way I could have been like, oh, this is going to be something someday that people are going to follow. Yeah. It's still so crazy to me to think about, but that's like you were just starting it to refer back on your own like I started mine because I was my friends were just annoyed with me constantly texting them pictures of stuff <laughs> I had made so I'm like you know what I'll put it somewhere and then you can just actively look at it when you want perfect so they I can self-select <laughs> exactly. I have to do that with my dog <laughs> <laughs> I love that um, but I'm like I won't totally flood your inbox and yeah. so that was when your account became what it is and then from that point how did that then lead and also, we should do a little explanation of what, like, what is Clean Market and how did mm-hmm. your account turn into that idea? Yeah, so there was a long journey from like when I started the Instagram to Clean Market, and I was actually working full time in education oh, wow. um, for a nonprofit network of public charter schools in low income communities. And I was working mostly in development, so raising money for them. Mm-hmm. And I transitioned to the marketing team, and I was. Um, working in marketing for them for about a year and a half and during that time really thinking about my transition Mm -hmm. was actively doing clean food dirty city on the side where I was sharing mostly at the time it was healthy simple recipes Mm -hmm. Um, and it did start to snowball to the point I was getting a bunch of inbound requests kind of like making me think a little bit more about what was next And so as it continued to grow and I started contributing for some publications, my editor from Abrams reached out to me and was like, have you ever thought about writing a cookbook? I love that. Um, And honestly, I really hadn't. Yeah. So um, I met with them and it became super real super quickly. Like Mm -hmm. I had been in the blogging world for a little bit, for a little while. So I had some friends by that point that had Mm -hmm. written books. So, you know, I like called them and we met up and I got all their advice and got an agent and ended up writing my book with Abrams. Wow. Um, And so that released in 2017? 2017. Exactly. And simultaneously, I was going back to health coaching school. At IIN? At IIN, which you did as well, right? Yes, I did. Yeah. Yeah. So I was deciding between IIN and going back to like your full nutrition program Mm -hmm. and IIN was a great fit for me at the time because I really wanted to advance my education um, while staying true to like what I really wanted to do rather than taking essentially like four years to get a nutrition degree. And it's very different. People ask me a lot 
like, should I go to health coaching school or should I become a nutritionist or a dietitian? And I'm like, they're so different. I don't even think they're comparable. It's so different. And I think it depends on what your goal is, 100%. what you're trying to do. And you can do both. So mm-hmm. I kind of looked at it as like, there's no wrong decision. This is the right one for me right now. Yeah. And I'll always benefit from the health coach training if I ever want to go back to nutrition I totally agree. And I think while we're on the topic of health coaching, like it is a little difficult of water to kind of like swim through in the sense of people oftentimes think you're a nutritionist or refer Mm -hmm. to you as a nutritionist or a dietitian. And I'm like, no, I'm not. Like I try to learn as much as I can, but I make it very clear I don't have that specific certification because I honestly kind of think that it's unfair to the people that put in the four years of education and then the internships and all that but for anyone that's considering either one I think it really takes you have to take into account what do I want to do in the end game like personally when I went to IIN I didn't even want a health coach I just want to learn more for myself Mm -hmm. and that that was the only option that I could do that while I was still working and then I ended up loving the idea of it and loving the idea of coaching, started it, and began my practice. But you then moved on to be a health coach at Parsley Health, correct? Yes. Yeah, so I actually wasn't a health coach at Parsley oh, you Health. Weren't. So okay. I, I so Yeah, no, but something <laughs> similar. So um, Parsley had just started. I yeah. had seen an article come out about them in Well and Good while I was, like, sitting at my office mm-hmm. job. And like, I was refreshing like, oh Well and God. Good yeah, every day. Yeah, this That's is my dream, <laughs> like... A woman doctor in functional medicine. This mm-hmm. sounds great. I really want to work for for them and get experience with them, um, and help them grow in any way that I can. And so I was still in IAN at the time, and Got I it. just reached out to them to see like what I could do to help um, them grow the company. And they were about three weeks old at the time. Oh my God, you really got in yeah. at the time. Yeah, and so I was with them for about a year and a half part time. Okay. Um, helping them with marketing communications and then on the flip side I got to shadow Robin who's so incredibly smart and health coaches and really get a crash course in functional medicine and supplements and how to navigate um, you know basic health issues that come up in functional medicine and that really gave me the confidence to start my own health coaching practice so I was doing a little bit of health coaching on the side. Um, the timeline is kind of all overlapping mm-hmm. in the last like yeah. four years, which I actually really recommend for people making a transition. Like, it gave me the confidence I mm-hmm. needed um, to make that like huge jump Definitely. to another industry. Um, so, I was health coaching. I was at Parsley. I was writing my book. Um, and doing, doing all lot. of, yeah, I was doing a lot. And then I ended up about a year later phasing out the health coaching just mm-hmm. because it was too many things. And as you know, I with health you. coaching, you want to give like 110%. To yeah, I know. Clients. I'm even struggling recently with like some health issues of my own as a health coach. I'm like, shit, I hate that. Like I have to reschedule these things to deal with myself. Like you really want to give them your all. And so it does take a lot of time. It's way more than just that like weekly or bi-monthly meeting. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. But you do have to take care of yourself. I know. First, so. I, I know. <laughs> it's something I'm working on. So then after this, what sparked the idea of clean market? Yeah. So I, 
had kind of wrapped up my book. It had come out. Mm -hmm. I did a few big launch events and um, everything was going great with the book. Um, I'm definitely not a natural writer. So that was a, <laughs> that was a whole other process and challenge. It must be really tough. Writing the book. So I wasn't necessarily like my next step is writing another book. Mm-hmm. I was like, let's ride this out for a little um see how the first book goes and maybe I'll revisit it but I'm not like a natural writer got it um and so I was thinking about like what's next and had thought a lot about a cafe Mm -hmm. but that didn't really marry like my passion for wellness and functional medicine and I met my partners it was kind of serendipitous and they were working on some similar projects in the city bringing everything under one roof from their own experiences Mm -hmm. in wellness in the industry in travel and real estate um they're in totally different industries and you know from my own experience like i was running one place to get a b12 shot in another place Mm -hmm. to get an infrared go to an infrared sauna or pick up supplements and so you know my goal is just to make wellness more accessible in a Mm -hmm. retail setting but then also bring it all under one roof to a place where you can like really trust that everything on the shelves is safe and vetted and clinically tested I think I totally agree like I almost get overwhelmed sometimes by the appointments that I have Mm -hmm. which is so ridiculous to say but you know I put a lot of time into myself appointment appointment wise and when they're scattered all over the city it's so overwhelming I'm like I have to get here and then I rush there and the rush and travel in New York and I realize how privileged this sounds but the rush and travel in New York causes me anxiety that I'm like I just left one thing that's supposed to calm me and I'm immediately back at that level of stress well exactly like I found my and again it it's obviously privileged (laughs) to say and you know, a lot of our services are at a high price point, mm-hmm. but I do think about price point. I try to make yeah. a lot of introductory um, items, like a very reasonable, affordable price point mm-hmm. services, but also products in the store. So Yeah, and um, I loved all the products in the store. I was you. like, this is some of my favorite, this is some of my favorite, this. <laughs> and then there were products that I had wanted to try that I hadn't gotten my hands on before, and so I went a little wild. But I do love that you're vetting all of the things mm-hmm. also and providing like a home for so many items that – Honestly, you can't buy a lot of those in stores, I found. Like, I do majority of my shopping online anyway, but it was so convenient to walk in there and see so many brands I love and just be able to leave with all the goodies. It's definitely a dangerous place, even for me. So dangerous. (laughs) So you had this concept, and then when did Clean Market open? So Clean Market opened about 10 months ago. We got rolling on the project probably about 18 months ago and then it was born in its current iteration which encompasses our services so we have our iv drips infrared saunas whole body cryotherapy and Mm -hmm. cryofacials and then we have our organic coffee and matcha bar Mm -hmm. and the whole retail section which we just went over yeah it's so fun. I love having all of those things in once. Are you like someone who's doing a lot of these services every day as the owner or are you kind of Yeah. I mean, I, would. I wish I was do- I wish I was doing them a little more. Um no, but I think what's great about them is like you don't need to do them every day to get True. the benefit. Like my goal is to do the infrared sauna once a week, which mm-hmm. is I find is great for me. Like again, I have 
Yeah. I'm very prone to vertigo um, and dizziness. And I find that once a week in the sauna for 45 minutes gives mm-hmm. me like a really great, nice detox sweat, lowers cortisol, mm-hmm. doesn't dehydrate me too much. Yeah. Um, in the winter, sometimes I'll do twice a week, um, make sure I get my four quarts of water in after. Oh my God. So I've, I did a lot of infrared sauna sessions during my heavy metals detox, which mm-hmm. has been kind of over the winter. It was January through April. So I was going twice a week and it was great. But now that it's hot out, I'm like, shit, when I leave this place, I'm drenched. And then I step out in New York and I'm like, I can't stop sweating. So I might be moving it to once a week over the summer. Yeah. Or, you know, like, how, how long do you go in for? I just do 30 minutes. Perfect. Yeah. You can even do like 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Your body's still getting a great benefit. Yeah. I'm always amazed by the people that can do 60. It's a lot. I, I don't know how. <laughs> I hope they're hydrated. Yeah, I hope um, so too. <laughs> but your body does get used to it. So like, yeah, I you know, if you're new to infrared sauna, start with 15, 20 minutes. Mm-hmm increase a few minutes each time and your body might be craving 60 minutes you know if you who knows maybe one day i'll be the hour-long person yeah so what is the goal within clean market like what's next i saw you are opening is this public yes okay so where is the next location so store number two is in brookfield place oh my gosh that's so fun yeah closer to me yeah, closer to the downtown crowd. I'm really excited about that. That's awesome. Um, and it is opening in fall of this year. Okay, yeah. amazing. And is it all the same? Is it the same layout, or are there more services, less services, or is everything kind of duplicate? It's very similar. Okay. Um, there will be some small footprint changes, but it has all the same elements. So if mm-hmm. you're like familiar with the store at 54th, yeah. you'll be able to expect the same thing. Okay. Um, but one thing I'm really excited about is once we launch store number two, we'll also be launching a commissary kitchen. Oh, very cool. So we can really like build out our food program. That's awesome. And will that food be sold in both locations? Yes. Yay. Yes. And are you doing full recipe development for that? Or is there a team of you guys working on it? I'm doing, yeah, I'm doing full recipe development. That and then I'll bring in, we have some really talented, um, staff on our cafe team so i'll pull them into all the testing too that's so exciting it's like marrying both of your worlds yeah and And then we have store number three which we just signed which isn't public yet but i think it will be by the time this comes out okay um and that's at 40 bleaker in noho oh my gosh even closer well yeah pretty much um and is clean market something that you guys want to expand to different cities or right now is the primary focus just new york so we are looking at a few other cities. Mm-hmm. Um, we're definitely focused on New York for like the next year to two years. Okay. Um, and then we're in conversations with a couple other Got cities. It. I was going to say, this kind of screams LA also. It does. It does. Yeah. I would love to be in LA. I know, you, are you back and forth still or are you now here? I'm here. Like, I love being here mm-hmm. because I literally miss the store when I'm gone <laughs> for too long. Um but I was, I was born in LA. I have a lot of family there, mm-hmm. and I've been going back and forth since I left 
my job. That's what I thought. Like five, four or five years ago, spent like a year and a half of that time out there. Mm-hmm. So I still love to go out there. Um, and it's great inspiration too. I feel like they're a few yeah. years ahead of us. I agree. When I go there, I see things and I'm like, what? How do I not even know what this is? I thought like we lived in the mecca of wellness, but it's definitely LA. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Erwan has an entire wall yes. dedicated to vegan jerky. I would do anything <laughs> to have Erwan here anything i know like it's oh my god incredible i went to heaven when i was there i could have bought the entire store it was dangerous very dangerous my bill is like never less than 100 yeah it's really really bad we went i was there um for expo west Mm -hmm. and i extended the trip with two girlfriends and we stayed in like venice area and while we were there we were there for i think three nights and we had two full meals at Erwan and like two full grocery hauls as if we were living in this apartment I'm like guys we're also getting on a plane but it was me buying most of the stuff um well luckily we it's pretty much a research write-off for us I was gonna say right yeah I'm like well this can just go to my business expense of the trip um so you've done some incredible things and like you definitely have your feet in a bunch of different water, which is amazing. I don't know if that was the right way of using that saying, but how or what would you say your favorite characteristic about yourself is? Because you clearly have many talents. So how do you choose one? <laughs> Thank you. That's too kind. <laughs> um, I was actually recently asked this question, so I feel really? like I should stick with the same Go answer, for it. right? Um, I think it's that... I'm kind mm-hmm. and I can carry that with me wherever I go. Like that's one thing I really have kind of, I don't want to use the word control, but it's one thing you really can mm-hmm. be You're present. in charge of it. Exactly. Yeah. And so kind of no matter where you go, what situation you're in, whether it's business, it's professional, it's working with partners, like that's the one thing you can mm-hmm. bring to the you know meeting the situation what whatever it is and you know ultimately that benefits you and that leads back to like feeling good Mm -hmm. in your daily life I totally agree and it is something that's so easily overlooked almost like people just forget to be nice in work settings Mm -hmm. and it really means a lot to the other people involved and it's something that I find I always remember about someone oh that person was very nice I would like to work with them again Mm -hmm. and then something comes up like a year later and they're the person I want to work with right so exactly it makes such a huge difference massive and then on the flip side I also notice when people aren't so nice exactly which which I'm still working on being like compassionate about like why the person isn't so nice because I'm I'm kind of like zero tolerance about it but yeah, that's what I'm working I on. I show you. I'm the same. Um, and then to bring it back to food, the question that I always asked everyone in my life and like to close out the podcast with is what are up to three ways to your heart through food? So it's not necessarily your last meal, quote unquote, but what gives you that sense of joy and happiness when you finish or complete the snack, the meal, the experience, and it can be as specific as like this exact mm-hmm. steak whatever dinner from a restaurant at home or like general ice cream mm-hmm. which is one of mine <laughs> but one of my the first one that pops that comes to mind was um 
this cheese bread that my mom used to always make me growing up. Obviously, now there needs to be some variations (laughs) on it. But if I ever do go for it, even on like a gluten-free crusty bread. So like the classic way was like a French baguette Mm -hmm. with butter and then Mm -hmm. like grated Parmesan and she would stick it under the broiler. And I would eat that for breakfast before school like every day almost or a couple days a week and I was like so anxious as a kid yeah I would have a hard time like eating before school because I'd Mm -hmm. be like my stomach hurts and so that was like my go-to comfort food my go-to comfort food and I still love it I had that with um like Costco used to make these Belgian waffles that were in these little cardboard like serving things and then individually wrapped and you would microwave it and that was my like comfort pre-school breakfast. And I would have that and then strawberries and whipped cream, which is so ridiculous to think about. <laughs> like not every once in a while, every day. Every day. But I felt the same way. It's like the comfort before heading exactly. off to the intimidating school. Exactly. Um, so I find myself doing, like I still have cheese mm-hmm. every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Um but I'll do it on gluten-free bread now, obviously with like yeah. ghee and it's the you upgraded. You have to buy it. It's the <laughs> yeah, I have to buy it as much as possible. Um, I Everything that keeps popping in my head is like bread and cheese. I'm like, damn, this is not The girl good. who's gluten-free. Yeah. It's all through bread. Um, well, the next one, like my... I used to, we used to go to my grandma's like every summer, mm-hmm. especially around July 4th with all my cousins. And like, she had this grilled cheese press and yeah. it was just like every day for lunch, we had grilled cheeses and like watermelon and that, that whole thing. It just totally reminds me of summer. Like we had these summer spreads for yeah. lunch um, that were just the best. And then we entertained a lot when I was younger too. Mm-hmm. And my mom would put out like, big platters of Mm -hmm. like even just crudités and these dips that she made and so that's one of my favorite things to do like I love entertaining with big like boards of food me too I love it I also love making like a big crudité or charcuterie board and just having that for a meal yes and like I do too making it massively elaborate and you can pick and choose and do all these combinations and then Mm -hmm. sitting down and having that be my dinner it's the best and it's so it's like effortless entertaining too yeah. if you have a couple friends over totally. and then you can just like chill out the entire time I know because there's nothing worse than having people over and then being stuck in the kitchen exactly and like worried about pulling something out of the oven or carving like you never know exactly. and then everyone's having fun and I get the like FOMO and and then I'm rushed I'm like why am I making this that's the perfect thing where you can do half of it before anyway right before they get there mm-hmm. grab stuff out of the fridge lay it out and then it's just done Exactly. And if you're not stressed, then your guests are having a great time. I know. The guest, the host sets the tone. Exactly. I agree. Well, I love all of those things. And I do love that it happens with most guests. It always reverts to childhood. And Mm -hmm. it's like, where did we seek comfort growing up? What really reminds us of a very specific moment? Like how you were saying that reminds you of summer. Mm -hmm. I feel that way about certain things. And you almost like when you eat it, you feel like you're back in that time. Exactly. And that's why I love food because it transports you like to so many different phases of your life. Well, thank you for joining us. I really appreciate it. Everyone, I'll put all the information on the clean market in the show notes, but 
definitely go check it out. And we will include that. I was given a discount code yes. um, for services. So I'll include that Perfect. in the show notes also. But thank you, Lily. Thank you for having me. Thank you all so much for listening to today's episode of Freckled Foodie and Friends. I thoroughly hope you enjoyed it. If you could be so kind, I would greatly appreciate a rate and or review on whatever platform you use to listen to your podcast. Currently, this one's available on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play. Please subscribe to make sure you're up to date with new episodes coming at you every Friday morning. If once a week isn't enough of me, please follow along on my most active social channel, Instagram. Find me, my unedited videos, recipes, random rants, and info for all my other social channels on there at Freckled Foodie.